Well, Merry Christmas again. Good morning again. Everybody having a good day so far? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually heard some kids. That was good. <laughs> I called a couple of them outside and I said, did you wait to open presents or already do it? We're already done. I said, okay. <laughs> I guess that'd be really hard to make that, make that delay all the way till after a service. That would be, that'd be especially when you get up at 3 a.m. That's tough um, for sure. It does do something here. Um, uh, I don't know what the rest of your day looks like. It's probably jammed full for many of you with lots of activities. It'd be very easy to just run through the rest of this day and not, um, and not just pause and breathe and relax and reflect. So can we just take 15, 20 seconds right here? Would you close your eyes with me? And let's just settle our hearts. Jesus, thank you for coming. Thank you for bringing hope. Thank you for bringing peace, for bringing joy, and most of all, for bringing love. We, we rest before you, Father. We rest before you, Spirit. We, we wait in this moment, and we thank you for the gift of your coming, Christ Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Um, I don't get tired of hearing that passage of Scripture. I don't get hired, tired of thinking about those angels showing up and announcing the birth of Jesus. I, I want to share with you this morning just one, one concept, one principle very short, very brief, um, but, but something that's, that I've been chewing on for the whole month of December. So when you're, when you're a pastor person and you sit down and at your space, wherever you write your messages and pray, I had this six weeks ago, and I kept thinking, i got to figure out a way to get this into the, into the, the Advent, and it just didn't, it didn't fit with the candles, it didn't fit with any of it. But, so you get it this morning, all right? So I don't know if it fits anywhere else, but we're going to do it because it's, it's, it's been life to me, and I figure if it's life to me, maybe it'll be life to you. So I want you to think about something a little unusual for probably Christmas morning, but I want you to think with me for a moment. Think about how Mary became pregnant. This is, a, an, this is an amazing thing that took place. This is a, a once-in-eternity thing that took place, the way that Mary became pregnant. Um, the angel says to her in Luke chapter 1, verse 31, the angel appears to her, this is Gabriel, and he says, Behold, you will conceive in your womb, and you will bear a son. And you shall call his name Jesus. And then the angel goes on to explain that this is not just any child, obviously. This is the son of God who will inherit David's throne. His, his kingdom will be forever and ever. It will never end. And Mary, Mary struggles with the idea that she's going to become pregnant, understandably. Because for all time up to that point, and for all time since that moment... Pregnancy has happened in, in one particular uh, arrangement, right? Amen? Help me out here. We're, we're familiar with the arrangement. Just want to make sure we're all together. And it didn't, that wasn't the way it was going to happen with Mary. And so she questions, righteously questions. Remember when, when uh, Zachariah questions the angel, because the angel says, your wife's going to get pregnant, and Zachariah questions it, and he gets in trouble, right? 
I mean, he gets basically gets smacked down, like, all right, that's it, no faith, you're not going to talk. So he doesn't speak for the duration of, of his wife's pregnancy. When Mary questions the angel, the angel doesn't, doesn't correct her because her question is legitimate. She says, how's this going to be? I've never, I've never known a man. I've never been with a man. And so the angel goes on to give some detail. I'm going to read you the detail. Just think about this. This is going to be on the screen. Uh, Luke chapter 1, verse 35. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. Two things have to happen. The Holy Spirit comes upon Mary and... The, the power of the, or the Most High will overshadow you. So you have, you have think about this, you have, you have God, the Spirit, coming upon Mary, whatever that looks like, and then you have God, the Father, kind of overshadowing that process while God, the Son, is placed into Mary's womb. It's just this, I, I can't wrap my mind around that because it only happened one time. Specifically, the way this went down, they're all involved. The entire Trinity is involved in this. And so Mary can't conceive life in her body the natural way. The natural way is that she would have a husband and they would come together and that she would become pregnant. That couldn't happen because that couldn't involve, Jesus' coming couldn't involve man. It couldn't involve the sin of man. There couldn't be a, a person involved because all people were born with sin. And this child, as it says but from the angel, had to be holy. So the, she couldn't conceive in a natural way, so she had to experience this conception, this life, in a supernatural way. Jesus was perfect and pure from the very beginning. He was 100% a man, but he was absolutely not the descendant of Adam. He was from God. He is God. He was not created by man. He was placed in, this, in, in Mary's womb by the Spirit. Mary becomes pregnant because the Holy Spirit places him into her womb. The whole thing is absolutely a miracle. The whole thing is absolutely holy. It is, it is remarkable. It is unique. It is one of a kind. There is nothing like this in all of human history. And because of it, Mary gets changed forever. Think about it for a second. She has this experience. I know we've probably seen movies and they dramatize this in different ways, but you know, the, I don't know, the Holy Spirit flies by like a dove. <laughs> Mary goes, oh, I feel a flutter. I don't know how that worked, you know. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think Jesus came in as a, as a you know, a two-ounce baby. It, Jesus came in as two cells, you know, right? We all start that way. So she didn't feel anything for a long time. And she's there and she's going about her life and, you know, Eventually, Joseph has his experience with the angel, too, so they're both expecting something. Of course, you can imagine what that felt like the day that she first felt the baby move inside of her womb, knowing that she'd never been with a man. That's crazy. It's amazing to think about that. The whole thing is holy, and it leaves Mary changed forever. Now, over the last several weeks, um, we've been in Genesis chapter, I'm sorry, Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7, and we talked about how the candles of Advent, hope, peace, joy, love. I connected those with verses 4, 5, 6, and 7 in Galatians. Passage starts off by Paul saying, at the right time, at just the right time, God sent his son, born born as a man, born under the law, so that he would purchase our freedom from the law, from sin. And he would adopt us into his family and we would be able to call out Abba Father, just like Jesus did when he was on earth. And we would not only be God's sons and daughters, we would also be God's heirs. And we've been resting in that, we've been reveling in that, in that Christ's hope and peace and joy and love. But in that same chapter of Scripture, about 10 verses later, Paul makes this statement. 
And this is the thing I've been chewing on for six weeks. Paul makes this statement. Because remember, way back at the beginning of the Advent series, I said that Galatians is a, it's kind of a rebuke. The whole book is basically correcting this group of people because they, though they have been saved by faith, by grace through faith, they have this relationship with God not based on works. They start falling back into works. They start telling people, hey, you got to do the law as well as, as walk in faith. And so Paul writes this letter to the Galatian believers and says, you don't have to do that. You need to be free entirely. You are free entirely from the law. You don't have to get circumcised. You don't have to to do the sacrifices because Jesus has taken care of all of that. He has perfectly fulfilled the law. So later in the the chapter four, book of Galatians, he says these words. He says, "My, my little children, for whom I am again in the anguish of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. Let me read it to you again. Think about what he's saying. He's upset with them because they keep trying to make salvation more difficult than it actually is. They want to make it, and we all do this, they want to make it based on the rules. They want to tell people, do these things, and then you're good with God. And he's saying, nah, Jesus did all the things, and we're good with God by faith. He says, my little children, for whom I am again in the anguish of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. So this leader, this apostle, this pastor, Paul describes himself as being in anguish like he's having a baby which is a little bit bold for a man to write that, but that's what he says. It's like I'm having a baby, even though I don't know what that is, you know? The turmoil, the anguish, the struggle, he's feeling this inside of himself until Christ is formed in them. Paul wanted Jesus to grow inside of these men and women. Now take a moment and put those two pieces together. Compare Paul's words with Mary's experience. By by the Holy Spirit, a seed was placed in Mary, and over time, Christ physically was formed inside of her. No man was involved, no sin was involved. It was a holy and miraculous work. Think about what happens when someone comes to Christ. By the Holy Spirit, a seed of faith is placed not in a womb, but in a heart. And over time, Christ is formed in that person, and they grow more and more and more like Jesus. Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord has this seed of faith placed in them and they begin to manifest the presence of God in their lives increasingly by the Holy Spirit in the same way that Mary felt it physically, they feel it and experience it spiritually. Christ, full of grace, full of truth, full of power, full of love, is manifest inside of the life of a believer, slowly overtaking them. And so as they get closer and closer to the Lord, they look more and more like him. And eventually, in theory, I've not experienced this yet, they look so much like Jesus that they reflect him to the world around them in ways that people say, you're different. Mary's process took nine months. The spiritual formation of Christ in an individual takes a whole lifetime. And so this morning, we're celebrating Emmanuel, which means... Yeah, we just sang it like 40 times. So if you don't know that one, you were not paying attention. We're celebrating Emmanuel, which means God with us. He came came thousands of years ago by the Spirit, and he, here it is, he is here, literally, in this moment, right now, here with us. It's one of the reasons I've been wanting us to take more time to to be still, to pause before him, because it's so easy to do a church service and not remember that the point of the church service is sitting in one of the chairs, or all of the chairs, depending on your how you see it. He is here with us right now. And we acknowledge his closeness at this time of the year because it's the whole world commemorating his coming. It's Christmas time. It's Advent. Emmanuel is God with us, but Jesus is also God in us. He is being formed in us, like Paul said in Galatians chapter 4, verse 19. 
And as we surrender to him day in and day out, he is being formed more and more perfectly in our lives. And and here's the thing that I want to leave you with this morning. This God with us, God in us, we actually sang that in that song. This God with us and God in us thing is not just so that we walk around being a people who are more and more content and more and more loved by God, although those are very important things. He is God with us and God in us because he wants to be to a broken world around us, God through us. Like That's the whole point. The reason that we don't immediately go to be with God when we express faith and surrender our lives to him is because other people need to know him. And Emmanuel is brought to the world around us, God with us, God in us, by him being Emmanuel, God through us to others. That's the whole point. That's, that's what you are here for. No matter what else you're here for, no matter what else you're good at, no matter what else you like to do and you're called to do and you're talented to do, your number one mission, my number one mission on this planet is to be Emmanuel for people who are far away from God. That when they see me and they see you and they see how we are, that's why unity is just so important within the church, when they see the way that we are with one another, they say, I don't necessarily know what you've got, but I'm interested in learning more. And that's why when we don't love each other well and we don't, we're not kind to each other and we don't walk in unity together, that the world that needs to see Emmanuel says, he ain't there. They don't even like each other. And so this morning... I want to encourage you. Jesus didn't stay inside of Mary. He came out and accomplished his mission. And I would say to you, as Christ is being formed in you, like Paul said in Galatians 4, that he not stay inside of you, but that he come out, that he be released to love a world that needs love through you. I want to pray together. And I want to kind of pray a commissioning. We're getting ready to to start a new year. Thank you, Jack, for coming. Um, We're getting ready to start a new year. I I am praying a lot about what this next 12 months looks like for Grace Church family. And um, as I've been praying, one of the things I I have been feeling in my spirit is that this has to be a year of breakthrough. There's been, and I know that's a a way overused term, so I apologize for that. But many of us have been praying for a lot of things for a long time. Amen. Anybody got, does anybody have a prayer list? Do people still do prayer lists? Like I have a prayer list, right? There's people on my prayer list that need to get off my prayer list. Not because I'm tired of them. I'm giving up. No, I don't mean that. I mean, they need to get off the prayer list because I'm ready for the breakthrough in their lives. But it's tied to this idea of Emmanuel. That he's not given to us. He's not with us. He's not in us, just for us. He's in that place because we're called, as Paul says in Corinthians, we're vessels that he pours himself through. Jars of clay, he calls it. And so I want us to pray this morning for a holy boldness to begin to take hold of our lives. Not that we're obnoxious or confrontational per se. A holy boldness to love people right where they are and to show them Emmanuel through our lives. So would you stand with me? We're going to pray together. Father, thank you for this morning. We are so very grateful, Lord. So grateful that you are with us and that you are in us, Lord. But we also recognize that you are calling us. Maybe like you, like you never have or like we've never heard you call us before up to this point. To be your representative. To be, as it says in the book of Corinthians, your ambassadors. To be those through whom Emmanuel is manifest in this world.
Lord, I, I just want to pause and think of the, of the folks that we have written on this chalkboard to my, to my left, Lord, but also the people that live in the houses each side of us in our neighborhoods and in front of us and behind us. I want to pause for a moment and, and think about family members that we love dearly, but they are far from you, Lord. They just, they don't know or they don't care or they've been burned by church people, oftentimes in the name of the Lord. Think about coworkers, Lord, who work in the same, in the same building or in the same office space or, uh, you know, we see them every day in the parking lot. People that we, we go to, to, to shop with or we see at the gym or we see in other places, Lord. Lord, would you cause to raise up inside of us a boldness and a, and, a, and a courage, Lord, that we've never known before to share the love of Christ. Not a memorized script of things to say. Not a list of scriptures, although, Lord, your word is awesome and we need your word in us. But, Lord, a willingness just to speak life and love and hope and encouragement to people who are far from you and don't experience those things on a regular basis. Lord, we offer ourselves to you this morning as you're being formed in us like you were formed in Mary. Lord, may you come out of us for the purpose of the lost and the lonely and the hurt. Lord, we pray that this morning. Jesus, be, like it says in the, in the text from that song we sang, be born in us today. Thank you, Lord. We love you and we praise you and we honor you and we thank you for this Christmas day. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Would you just sing with me one more time uh, the chorus to uh, O Come All Ye Faithful. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us Adore Him, Christ the Lord. Sing that again, O come. O come, let us adore Him. O come, let us adore Him. O come, all the glory because we'll give you all the glory we'll give you all the glory we'll give you all the glory give you praise this morning. You are good, Jesus. We are so grateful for you. We honor you and we bless you and we love you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Emmanuel. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your name, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Would you extend your hands in front of you? I want to speak a blessing over you before we conclude our time together. Thank you, Lord. Grace Church family, 
Grace Church family, may the peace and the joy and the hope and the love of Jesus so fill your hearts today and tomorrow and next week and this year coming up and forever. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, receive this blessing. Amen. 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 Amen.